Hello everybody, good evening and welcome to Cash Cow. So I was away last week and I missed an episode of recording, which to be honest bummed me out a little bit, but I'm back today with another episode of Cash Cow. And today's episode is going to be an episode of 4B, or Books for Building Better Bovines. And if you don't already know, Books for Building Building Better Bovines is all about great books that give some sort of value or lessons in them. Like for example, in the past we've talked about The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho and The Richest Man in Babylon. So today's episode is going to be another amazing book. I've seen it recommended countless times and I always knew it's one of those books that I simply had to read. But I never got around to it until recently I saw it recommended by um, a few other people and uh, one of my favorite YouTubers, personal fin- finance YouTubers, uh, Sui Nong. And um, it was one, one of one of her videos and she was extolling the uh, bucket method used by the book. And I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. Uh, let's check it out. So I gave it a read. And I found it to be pretty awesome. So I'm going to talk about it today on Cash Cow. Let's talk about The Barefoot Investor, The Only Money Guide You'll Ever Need by Scott Pape. Welcome to Cash Cow, the show where we talk about finance, accounting, investments, and many more. Join us as we walk through the big world of finance one step at a time. Barefoot Investor, The Only Money Guide You'd Ever Need, was written by Scott Pape, and he's one of Australia's most well-known financial advisors. He has reached millions of Australians through his newspaper columns, TV and radio. Now, the subheading of the book says that The Barefoot Investor is the only money guide you'll ever need, which, to be honest, is a pretty bold claim. Now, before we go into the meat and bones of the book and all the financial advice it has to dish out, let me talk a little bit about the flavor of the book, which for me personally, I've been enamored by. It's written in such a witty way that it's such a joy to read. And it's not just a book that will dump loads of information and knowledge on you. Like, seriously, if you enjoy some good old-fashioned humor, you'll really enjoy this book. It's written with such a wit and a down-to-earth approach. Plus, a little, uh, another little nifty little trait that the book has is that Throughout the book, you'll find testimonials and stories about how people just like you and I managed to attain uh, financial freedom by following the barefoot steps. Now, these are people who had probably some hurdle in life, like a divorce or they lost their job or something, but they still managed to attain financial freedom. Now, some might find that a bit uh, scammy or MLM type, uh, you know, those kind of glorification stories, but it's written in very good taste and the testimonials will make sense as you go through the book. Now, the book kicks off in a story that sets the tone for pretty much the underlying principle of the book, that being that you can rise from the ashes and reclaim or claim your wealth and financial freedom. It doesn't matter if you're middle-aged, you're a teenager, you're an old man, or you lost your home in a fire, as long as you've got the right skills and mindset, you can make it. And I feel that's what the book is trying to preach. Now, the book starts off with Scott Pape describing how he lost nearly all of his worldly possessions in a fire. And I'm going to read a phrase from the book that really spoke to me. It goes like this. At the time, I was used to fronting the nightly finance news. That day, I was the news. With a thick smell of everything burning, the sight of everything we'd worked for in ashes and a chopper buzzing around us, my wife erupted. She began screaming uncontrollably. Deep, loud groans of pain. Our baby son, Louis who was trapped in his car seat, began bawling in sympathy. At that moment when everything was falling apart, I looked in the rear view mirror and said to myself the first thing that came to my mind. 
I've got this. That's the truth. That's exactly what I said. Don't get me wrong, I'm not some Bruce Willis die-hard tough guy character. Far from it. But if this was the lowest point in my life, there was something deep inside of me that I knew I could handle it. And over the next two years I did, the belly of this book came from that one moment. So you can see how this little phrase um, sets the tone of the book. Um, that being read by uh, Scott Pape, written by Scott Pape, uh, from his point of view as he lost everything in a fire. And some point in our lives, we might face some financial fires. You know, having a family member walk out on you, getting a divorce, losing a job or any other number of calamities. But this book tells us there's always a way out. Well, how? That's the question, right? The first lesson the book gives us comes from the alpaca. You know, the alpaca, the llama type animal. It looks a bit like a llama. It's a little fluffy and uh, it's a little, you know, woolly. And uh, look up the image of an alpaca and you know what I mean. <laughs> anyway, uh, the barefoot investor tells us that we need something called an alpaca attitude. So let me explain. Now, alpaca are by nature protectors. Okay, they will protect anything that seems to threaten the security of themselves or their families. Now, I'm no alpaca farmer. I don't know this from first-hand experience. I'm just trusting the book. Alright, so you see when Scott's farm burned down, even to, it, to the last moment, his alpacas tried to protect their sheep because no one messes with their flock. Now, Scott wants us to think about our money in the same way. The first step to financial freedom is taking charge of your finances and putting your foot down when you need to. Then Scott takes us through some of the barefoot steps. Now he also talks about planting a tree and letting the tree grow and how it's symbolic about the first, very first step that you need to do is to plant a tree, which is what he did actually. Literally, he planted a tree. That was the first thing that he did after losing his house. Now then Scott takes us through the barefoot steps. So I'm not going to go through the details of each and ruin the experience of reading the book for you. But what I'll do is I'll list them down and then I'll dive into a few of my favorites. So here they are. Step one, schedule a monthly barefoot date night. A barefoot date night. Then step two is set up your buckets. We'll get into that in a bit. Step three is to domino your debts. Step four is to buy your home. Step five is to supercharge your wealth. Step 6 is boost your mojo to 3 months. Step 7, get the banker off your back. Step 8, nail your retirement number. And step 9, leave a legacy. So I'm not, going through, I'm not going to go through each of the steps. But I'm going to go through the first three, which also happen to be my favorites. Now the first one, schedule a monthly barefoot date night. So the idea is that once a week for the next 5 weeks, um, you're going to go out with your partner. You're going to go get dressed up and go out to dinner. And uh, you're going to talk through the rest of the barefoot steps. That is actually do them. You're going to set up some accounts. You're going to have the conversations that you need to have. You're actually going to... The book actually tells you that you have to whip out your phone and do the account setup and all this. Um, while you have a nice dinner. Uh, in the book, it specifies garlic bread and have a glass of wine. And then you go through the steps more and more and get into it. It's basically the idea of having a conversation about finances with your significant other. Now, um, if you're single, uh, you can also have the garlic bread and wine to yourself. And I love this idea of sitting down and allocating some time to take uh, about to talk about your finances and think about it if you are alone. So for myself, I don't really have this um, practice of going out and dining and whining. 
to my financial uh, spreadsheets and all this but uh, it sounds like a good idea sounds fun actually uh, to actually buy a bottle of wine and maybe some garlic bread and uh, go through the financial steps listed in this book so if you have a partner i think it'll be even more fun so uh, that's number 1 and the second step of the the nine barefoot steps is to set up your buckets right now this is a bit of an interesting one i find it very uh, fascinating so in the book uh, scott recommends splitting your income flow into three buckets right there's the blow bucket uh, for daily expenses the occasional splurge and some extra cash to fight financial fires there's the mojo bucket to provide some safety money and a grow bucket to pro- to build long term wealth and total security now the blow bucket is where 100% of your income enters it's to run your day to day life it's to pay your rent your food your bills your debt and everything else now within the blow bucket here's where it gets a bit more um specific your income should be split into three different accounts 60% of your income should go to your daily expenses account which is the stuff like rent bills and groceries 10% should go into your splurge account which he recommends to tie to a debit card and is used for just having fun um splurging in other words and you can use it on parties drinks fancy new clothes anything like that 20% then goes to your fire extinguisher account which is for fighting financial fires like debt or huge bills like car breakdowns and stuff like that Now if there are no debt or repairs to be done the balance money goes through the mojo bucket. Now the last account in the blow bucket, okay the mojo bucket was a separate bucket. There's one of the three as I mentioned earlier. So the last account in the blow bucket is the smile account which gets the 10% of your income. Now this is a long-term saving account for big ticket item, big ticket goals uh, or items like holiday or new car. Now to recap the blow bucket there is the um daily expenses bu- uh, account the splurge account the fire extinguisher account and the smile account all four of these are in the blow bucket and they have different percentages and the balance overflow of this bucket there's no debt or any some uh, any huge bills like car breakdowns will flow into the second bucket which is the mojo bucket now the mojo is um for in the book why it's called mojo is because you get your mojo back i think it's a it's a phrase that they use there or something like that you know it reminds me of austin powers a bit but to get your mojo back is uh, to get your financial power back you know and the mojo is essentially the emergency savings bucket well the idea that it will replace your need to take on more debt or a credit card so you'll have this money and it gets this bucket will get the money from the blow bucket as i mentioned earlier from the fire extinguisher account to be specific and with time even the mojo bucket will overflow and it will go to the grow bucket now in the book it's highly advised that you have this account with a different bank so that it can prevent you from spending the money on it um in things that are covered by the blow accounts however you can choose to keep it with the same bank as blow accounts but you need to practice a little bit more discipline with which is a great idea i like the idea of having different bank accounts for different purposes and uh, the idea is that once you have 3 to 6 months of income for your savings then you should have this bucket overflow and it should go into the grow bucket which is the last bucket the investments bucket this bucket is where you l- build your long term wealth and increase your net worth okay this is the overflow from the mojo bucket so 
the grow buckets used for investments buying stocks cryptocurrency or whatever have you so the flow of the whole thing let me paint the picture for you 100% of your income goes into the blow bucket the different accounts right as i mentioned earlier now drilling down to the fire extinguisher account once that overflow once that uh, is empty like as in there's no depths to for the fire extinguisher to put out then it flows to mojo and then when the mojo account overflows it goes into your grow bucket so the general idea is to pay yourself first okay pay your daily your expenses and your rent and all this allocate a certain amount for that and put a certain amount aside for debt okay and once your debt is settled then you should go to emergency savings and then go into your investments and grow your net worth that's what the whole idea of the book tries to um, perpetuate now i like this uh, arrangement but uh, it's not for everyone i feel personally and uh, and i feel that not all debt is bad okay uh, i don't think you should put your mortgage in the same category as your credit card debts you, if you get what i mean you know mortgage is a debt that is not bad it's it's a kind of debt that you use for personal growth and stuff like that whereas a credit card debt is something that you've overspent on now these are three buckets okay and uh, the the bucket method that is so expounded well upon in the book the barefoot investor now let's go into the third step all right the third step is domino your debts okay the book puts it rather bluntly as such the bottom line is this if you have a credit card debt or a personal loan or a car loan you're not in control of your financial future and uh, it goes on to say that if you're in debt you've already experienced the worst of it but you're about to regain a feeling of confidence and control it's all upwards from here and he says that his method works and it will work for you and best of all you're going to enjoy it now the book does then goes on to say that eliminating debt is like knocking over dominoes where each step will take you to the next and the next and so on so the book spells out some dominoes um on how to domino your debt so the first domino is to calculate now you need to line up all your debts other than your house um you need to write down your debts credit cards car loans parking fines even money that you owe to friends there's something very powerful about getting stuff out of your head and down on paper now domino number 2 is to negotiate Now he says that after you've calculated all your debts it's time to negotiate hard on your debts and you got to grab your statements you've got to ring your bank and you got to try to renegotiate a lower rate on your credit card for example now I've never tried this in Malaysia but it might be worth a shot I don't know I don't have credit cards by the way I only use debit that's uh, so I I don't know if it's possible to renegotiate your credit card uh, interest rate but it might seem like it might work so if you want to give it a shot you know go ahead now the third domino is to eliminate now it's time for some plastic surgery it says take up all your credit cards cut them up take a photo and post it up on the barefoot investor facebook page now the fourth domino is to detonate he wants to start with the with the lowest of debts the smallest of debts to the largest now he's he's taking a bit of a different angle on this a lot of advisors would recommend that you Uh, settle your debt with the highest interest rate first but he's advising in this book not to do that he's advising to go for the smallest overall debt and settle that first and it gives you a sense of achievement with, which you can use to give you momentum to go to the next debt all right so you got to single out your smallest debt the book says and it could be a parking fine or a 50 bucks that you owe your friend or it could be a credit card and you got to attack that smaller debt smallest debt 
by bumping up the repayment so you can knock it over like a domino as quickly as possible. Then you've got to focus your attention on knocking the smallest debt over completely. And then when that smallest debt is paid in full, that comes domino number five or domino celebrate, the celebrate domino. You've got to pay off that smallest debt and hold a bill burning ceremony. Then you've got to, excuse me, if you've got to go to your backyard with an alcoholic beverage or with a, you know, your couple of friends and celebrate the bill burning ceremony. That's what it says in the book. And burn the statement with the lighter. With lighter. Now celebrating is really, really important. You've got to give yourself a pat on the back for having a small win. And that's how you build momentum. You're training your brain to win. Now you've got to keep going until you've knocked them all down. And once you've gone through the process of lining up your dominoes, you're already free. And that's what the book says. I really like this approach of um, going uh, approaching depth. For me personally, I don't know if I agree with the smallest debt thing. I tend to go for the highest interest uh, debt first, uh, just because on the long term it makes more sense. But I understand where it's coming from. You know, helping to reduce your smallest debt and pay it off can give you a sense of achievement. That's definitely what it should be. You know, you should cel- celebrate even the small wins, and that will give you momentum for the bigger wins and the largest wins of all. And it's an amazing step in the right direction. Alright, I think I... Then... uh, So that's all. I think that's all for the dominoes. Pardon me for stammering there. But that is the the three first steps of the barefoot steps in this book. I think it's pretty great. You should grab this book and have a read if you haven't already. It's a pretty great book. I recommend it 100%. Um, and it's a very good read uh, that's all for today's episode it's getting rather late i've rambled on and i'm extremely tired <laughs> uh, so have a great week ahead and until next week may your assets ever be your liabilities this was cash cow <laughs>